Strain, we thought you was asleep and you weren't going to make it. Uh, I mean, I was about to, <laughs> about to text that I am asleep and I'm not going to make it. But, well, man, I what are we like, doing this shit at 9 p.m.? I think I could talk everyone else into, like, waking up to finish a pod. I think there's no chance any of us can convince you to roll out of bed once oh, you've decided no. it's like, time no, to go No, 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 no. Like, if y'all were going <laughs> to no. push this back half an hour, I was going to be like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my phone on sleep and I will see y'all in the morning. You mean to tell me you don't think String will wake up and let us land of the Aggies with him? You don't think? Oh, hey man, get like, him out I, of bed I'm, for it. Again, there, there's there's enough emotional turmoil going on in me right now. I, I I don't need any more of that in my life. Don't worry, I have faith in you. All right, y'all ready? Let's get it started. Go we recording, so you can jump in. All right. So normally we do our introduction and we're like it's episode whatever. But this is a rough week for the podcast for everybody <laughs> except for Pablo. So I think we're just going to hop right in. I mean, there's no there's no reason to sugarcoat this anymore. Things were bad this week. I mean, everybody, Evan went down to Provo after cutting a promo, which we told him not to do. <laughs> Baylor lost. Works for some than for others. I True. just don't think it's very fair that we're only letting one team have a moral loss. And we've just decided that's okay on the pod. There can be two. We can also be okay. If with you losing. would like to argue that Baylor had a moral loss to BYU, I would love to hear it, my brother. Go ahead. Do oh. it. your case, Evan. Go ahead. Come on. Let's All leave right. him with that. All right. I'll tell you. The game kicked off at 9.15 Central Time, the time that they flew in from. They took them to two overtimes, and even though the offense looked stinky, we were we were one made field goal away from winning in overtime. Bro, so, I you know. They were one made field goal away from winning in regulation. Twice and they stink. That's why they missed them. <laughs> they did that at home. They had the home crowd silent for them and they missed it. I don't want to hear it. Evan, who was ranked higher in that game? <laughs> Baylor was. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baylor was ranked higher in that game. Okay. And Baylor was favored. Wait, okay. And, oh. and all right, let, let's unpack this. This was Baylor's, yeah. I think, our first ranked loss in like six games. When do you think the last time was that Texas won six ranked games in a row? It's not about us right now. You said you wanted to make the case for a moral loss. And right now, I don't hear the criteria because the criteria is this. You have to be playing a number one ranked team. You have to be unranked. You have to get absolutely cheated by the refs on multiple occasions. And y'all just didn't meet that criteria. And I'm sorry. I hate it. And they had the top top two players were out for BYU. And And everybody had to think that you were going to lose by 50 and then you go get the moral victory where you only lose by one. It's a it's a very, very slim criteria, brother. You don't meet like it's it's only a couple losses that can be qualified as as uh, those kind of losses. And when they're down their two top receivers and one of your uh, alumni who we, we will not name says, Oh man, I wish we were getting BYU at full strength, and then BYU beats you. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a moral victory. Yeah. That I think that's when I knew we might be in trouble. He said it like three hours before kickoff. No, he said it Friday, and I was like, "All right, man, I've seen this script before." (laughs) Can I tell you how much joy I had going back and searching everybody's tweets? And the crazy thing is, we talked so much shit, and I had so many outlandish tweets, and nobody retweeted them. It was so great. (laughs) Well, do you want to unpack why we both let Let's both say why we think that is. You go ahead and say first. Okay. I think <laughs> I think like like we've both said, this lander economy is all out of whack. 
<laughs> you don't really get a chance to get bars off on us these days. This was your first chance literally since like we lost to Oklahoma state. So it's been almost a year. We've, you know, we've, we've played the hits for y'all very recently. So I feel like, you know, and you guys did play not bad. You didn't play good. I, I think we should unpack the gameplay of you guys what a little you bit. We didn't play good. We literally almost oh, I'm sorry. Well, we didn't play well. The nation. And yeah, I think we had to be like third straight quarterback, basically. I think we got to be careful with how we frame that because we can't give too much credit to Bama at the same time by trying to hype <laughs> y'all up. That's a good so, point. Good point. So to me, Bama played like shit. Y'all just played a little bit more like shit. That's exactly where I landed to. Bama played awful. They 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 did play awfully. I, I don't think they've ever had that many what? penalties under Saban ever. I, think I was about to say that. That was the most yeah. penalized. And they didn't look good. Yeah. Like, and what's weird played. too is like this is the first time that I noticed like like it's a weird it's a different Bama team. Bama doesn't have shit as far as skill position players go, man. No, they got that one, man. That's they got that problem. one dude from Georgia Tech, and that's it. You know, yeah. that, that like Even who, then they had that one running Pickens. back that had that long run. But like besides that, they got like nobody and like you know, their quarterbacks out there. I mean, I think if they had the wide receivers they had in the past, maybe it's a different, it doesn't really matter either yeah. way. But that quarterback was trying to make stuff happen. He was throwing balls that could have been caught. And like it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a different baby. I mean, this is weird. I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about like you know, culture and all that other stuff within organizations. The crazy thing is it's all off season. What you heard about Alabama was that this is the best culture of a team that we had. Like we told people <laughs> to tuck in their shirts and practice, and they all did it because we're all on the same page. Man, fuck that! Like, if you, like <laughs> talent will be culture every single time. Like, I don't care how much culture you have if you don't have talent. Plain and simple. And, and like it, it was it was very strange to see Bama struggle that way. So can well, I give you my breakdown as like a Texas fan watching it the second time? Because the first time, I'm going to be honest, my emotions were a shit show. I, I was all over the place, and I don't think I was able to just watch the game from a good lens. What String said is 100% true. Um, Gibbs is absolutely the truth, and he destroyed us in every aspect, running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. Outside of that, and I do think Texas secondary has greatly improved. Defense in general has greatly improved, and I think that sure. needs to be said. But those Alabama skill players are not the skill players that we know no, at Alabama. They're not. not even close. Like there, there ain't no Jamison William out there. There ain't no Mechie out there. They're, like none of those dudes are out there. Like it's it was it was it was shocking to see like. So I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I, like one thing, I remember Bud Elliott last year before A&M played out or two years ago before A&M played Alabama. One of the things that he said was that it, how you stress Alabama is if you have a good outside wide receiver and stretch them down the field, they're going to struggle. Right. And so that was a good recipe for Texas because they had the outside wide receiver. My question was how much of a development could Quinn see between game one and game two. And boy, that dude ate his Wheaties between game one and game two. And <laughs> yeah. so like that was a completely yeah. different ball game. And so that made sense. But it was absolutely just wild to me that Bama could not move the ball better. And it wasn't really like it was Texas's defense for sure. They just ain't got the horses. And that's really, really weird to see for Bama. And for Texas, like from a wide receiver standpoint, Worthy was able to do whatever the hell he wanted to do when he had yep. somebody yeah. to get, get him he the was, ball. Yeah. And I think one of the things we always talked about with Quinn, I, I believed in the kid from day one. And I think one day, like maybe it was – early on, but like me and String and Tej maybe were talking. I was like, one of my friends watched me practice and he was like, this kid is absolutely a gamer and he's going to be able to make insane throws and then he's going to throw some absolute, like too much confidence 
throw an interception type throw. And you see that with him so much. But, you know, again, that's just not – even in the secondary, I didn't feel like Alabama's secondary was no. that good. Whittington – I mean, Whittington – oh, God, Whitten was able to get wide open. Worthy was able to do whatever. Bishop was fine out of the backfield. And your one X factor, Will – is absolutely playing the most bonehead game that he's ever played in his life. Yeah, he had a terrible <laughs> game. And that's the that like that goes back to that entire culture thing. Like if you have a strong culture, aren't you supposed to stop from doing boneheaded stuff because you're worried about letting down the man next to you and all that other stuff? Like, like no, don't tell me about this culture stuff. Like that, that's nonsense. So it'll be interesting to see. I do want to ask the panel, and I just want a moment of truth. If Quinn survives this game, who wins the game? Just want to put this out here. On the record, Texas, Texas. Oh God! I think Bama probably pulls away a little yeah, bit. But you I don't don't. Know. He was he was slinging it. He was, <laughs> he, was he, he was he was a loose cannon out there, man. They're gonna figure him out. Yeah, that second quarter would have been the exact opposite of the first quarter, most likely. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. String, go ahead and tell the truth. No, I, I mean, think Texas like, really would have won. To be honest with you, I, I don't. I don't. Listen, man, like I have lived 90 miles down the road from that place for the past 10 damn years. And all of all we fucking hear is if this person hadn't gotten hurt, like <laughs> I'm tired and I'm bitter right now. But it's like, hey, guess what? Don't get hurt then. Like, don't just don't like Zach Calzada, like Zach fucking Calzada, the third string quarterback at, at, at Auburn right now. Took a whack to the knee, went into the tunnel, got shot up with that good drugs and they came out and ran for a first down like. Stuff happens, man. That's football. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would have made a difference, but you can't. Whatever. I mean, like, if Bama had better skill players, maybe it'd be a different game. I, I mean, I just don't like, I don't buy into the hypothetical stuff. Knocking somebody out the game is part of the game, man. You're the other Texas fan. So, how much was your PTSD flaring up? <laughs> a lot, obviously. Seeing Quinn down there, obviously, I brought back a lot of uh, old memories of the Colt McCoy injury, but I think. The story of Bama's lack of skill players, or at least what looked like their lack of skill players, was a big part of it for me. But I think the other big part of it for me was that this was Texas's first real SEC test, and I was extremely proud of how we played up front. Our offensive line played great, not perfect. Our defensive line played great, not perfect. And I, I just couldn't believe that I expected the skill guys to kind of get some shine. I didn't. I don't think anybody expected Quinn to look that good, that comfortable, that fast. So that yeah. so that was a surprise. But man, those guys up front were really getting it done, and that's why you know if if you want to call it a moral victory, so be that. But I felt warm and cozy watching the game, even though we lost the game, because I said if we are hypothetically over able to compete up front against Bama like this, then we should be able to compete up front with everybody like that. And ba- those those Bama guys up front are still those guys. Whether or not they have skilled guys is one thing, but I know they got defensive linemen. I know they got offensive linemen. And I was really appreciative of the way that we played. And I got to give Stark a lot of credit for how we schemed the game. I just came away with with generally positive feelings. Um, and I thought, honestly, I thought we were the better team on the field, even when Quinn went down. I thought, when Quinn went down, I thought, oh, we're going to lose this game by 30 now because Card is bad. But I thought we were the better team who just didn't get all the breaks that we needed. We got some breaks, not all the ones that we needed. And props to Bama because that's probably one of the worst games I've seen Bama play. That's worse than what how they played the national championship, for example, against Georgia. And they were able to get the win on the road. So, uh, props to them for that. But I felt I came away feeling 
good about where Texas is after the game. And I would echo that because the thing we talked about with Texas is, or the narrative is, you punch Texas in the mouth and they don't do anything. They don't respond. Like the Arkansas game was the most demoralizing, both of them, the one last year and the Charlie Strong one. It was literally <laughs> where we got dominated and literally the team didn't respond. And you saw that all year where last year we would have leads. We were up, we were up against Baylor. <clears throat> but, you know, at the, the second, the second half, it's a totally different team. And when <laughs> adversity hits, like literally that team took the tail between the ass and like adversity hits so many times and they could have threw in the towel when Carr came in, but they still fought back. So I'm brown. We're back. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a decent analogy, which I kind of made this last year. So it's it was a little fresh on my mind because it looked it looked very similar. Let me inject myself in here as someone who had a respectable overtime loss, not a poverty loss in regulation. <laughs> but it was it was like, you know, you've seen the movie 300, right? Where you're like you're totally outmatched, right? So you're totally outmatched. You, you don't have much of a chance. Nobody thinks that you do. But like there at the end, you still took the L and you had to accept that. But like you threw the spear and you made Xerxes bleed, you know what I mean? So and it had him shook, like that kind of thing. That's that's what that game reminded me of. Like just that that dynamic that Bama looked fallible. There's a chink in that armor, and a team that di- you didn't expect to put up that kind of test took them to the wire. The crazy thing I think where everybody's always talking about when you play Bama is like the week after Bama, how everybody is damn hurt and like. It's so great that we've recruited well, but we don't have that depth. And yo, our whole damn team is hurt. Like, <laughs> man, do they know who's going to be throwing the ball? It could be you, Evan. It could be your mom. Probably it's going to be Evan. Well, he's already <laughs> starting for Texas AM, so we can't be yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy at that Gotta time. Got to be better than what we got. No, so no, the thing I was going to talk about is that, like, you know, we talk about Bama not beating you twice. Like, I think back on like that, you remember 2015 when Kyle Allen, Kyler Murray both transferred. Like, that was all as a result of fucking Bama because Bama came in and Kyle Allen was in that game and we lost by 18 points and Kyle Allen threw three pick sixes, right? And so part but the challenge with that was is, like, they don't know whether to put in Kyler or whether they whether not to put in Kyler. And so, like, he's on the sideline. They're like, Kyler, be ready, be ready. But they're not talking to him or anything like that. So finally, they're like, Kyler, go in. And he's like, I don't know what you guys want me to do. Like, they're like, oh, just go in. And so he goes in and he immediately throws an interception. And so then he's in the doghouse because he didn't listen. But at the end of that game, Kyle Allen, like, gets driven into the sand, basically gets his shoulder hurt. But the coaches are so pissed off at Kyler that they don't want to start him the next week. So Kyle Allen goes out and starts the next week, and we lose, like, 23 to nothing to Ole Miss because of Bama. And then at the end of the Nasty. season, part of the reason that we lost is that communication piece. Yeah. And it all, like, again, like Bama has this tendency to just beat the shit out of you and then, you know, just beat you twice, basically. So we talked about, I don't know if y'all remember this, and I don't want to spend too much time on this game because I can talk about it for forever. But do y'all remember when I said we should start Carr and let him be the sacrificial lamb and then yep. throw Quinn out there? I and now remember. we are it. We are now in the exact position that I didn't want us to damn be trying to win that damn game. (laughs) So, God, let's beat UTSA. I know that we are injured right now, but this, it was really the best of both worlds, the way that it played out. And we might be looking back at the end of the season and we'll point back to this moment and say that it worked out really well. Because not only did Quinn go out there and prove something, really prove something in in the short time he was out there, I thought Card played fine. He didn't light the world on fire by any means but given what my expectations were when he walked onto that field 
he played better. And to Sark's credit, Sark made it so that Card had to make three or four throws for us to have a chance to win the game. And Sark and, and Card's last throw could have won us the game. If the defense makes the stop, the, the throw that would have won us the game was, was Card's last throw. And so Sark finally settled into the play calling, which he was killing with the play calling with Quinn. Then you felt like for about half, about two possessions, you could tell that Sark didn't really know how to call plays for Quinn just because of who Quinn is and what Quinn's limitations were. But I thought he really settled in into the offensive play calling. And I thought Card made a couple throws. And I think we do win the game with Quinn. But I still didn't hate how Card played so much so that now I'm not scared of UTSA going in with, going in there with Card. I'm not scared of that at all. I, that doesn't – that and maybe I'm I'm pulling a string and that audio is going to be come back to me. <laughs> I'm not scared of UTSA with Card at the helm. And I wouldn't have, oh, I couldn't have told God, you that a week geez. ago. So I'll take this it. is just kind of a whole this promo. Is, That's a whole promo. That, that is That's a whole, whole, whole UTSA promo. promo. That's not a promo. No, I mean, it is fair, though, because like, I, mean, I feel like it's just when Card comes in the game, yeah. is like, keep me in the game. And he did. He, he kept yeah. you in the game. I feel the exact opposite. I am absolutely scared shitless about what's going to happen this weekend. I, my team states <laughs> this is like our moment is going to propel us to greatness. I am concerned that this is going to be the moment where we're like, well, what could it be? And if eighteen players didn't get hurt, so we'll see. Yeah, but in, in yeah, and I mean, you know, again, like this is one of those galvanizing things that absolutely could be that you know, then maybe this is. I remember one with us in Clemson in twenty eighteen. That was in year one of, of Fisher, and we lost by two. And it was you know nobody gave us any chance to win that game or whatever. It could be that. Or it could be the equivalent of Auburn last year when they lost to Bama, what, 25, 22, 24, 22, something like that. You know, it's yeah. – you never you never know what it – but, I I mean, Texas looked – I think the bottom line, Texas looked better than anybody gave them credit for possibly – They look good. In this they game. look good. They look good. And exactly. you know my one thing, last point on this game, the thing that I think is different about Texas is the lines. Like, we legit have a offensive line, Kelvin Banks is – Damn, Banks the greatest him, thing man. I think I've ever seen at a freshman left tackle humanly possible. And our defensive line is played out there. My, I saw an article and it was talking about, like, this is their last shot. These guys are old as hell. So, like, now you have to put something on film to get drafted. So those guys are kind of playing out of their mind right now. So enough about Texas and us being back and us almost being the number one team with our quarterbacks all hurt and injured. We go to our next game, which I think happened right after this, which was Texas A&M and Appalachian State. So, String, I'm just going <laughs> to give you the floor to just kind of talk us through your thoughts. I, I don't recall this game. Um, no, man, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, where do you – like, what the like, what the fuck do you say? I will say, like, let me, let me start off by saying this. Appalachian State, they are well-coached. Like I don't give a shit about who got who they got playing for them, what whatever. They were well damn coach, man. They figured out that we could not score to save our damn life, and so basically from the jump, they were like, okay, we, we got to control the ball, we got to control the clock, we got to take advantage of every opportunity we get because that's how you that's how you make an upset, right? You you do that kind of stuff, and so it's like you know fourth and four, fuck yeah, they're going for it. They're on the you know the, the our side, they're off their side of the field, fourth and four, damn right, we're gonna go for it, and so like. And doing that, like, I mean, the big story of the game is 38 minutes of possession, right? 38 minutes of uh, time of possession. You do that, and then you've got an offense that is just dysfunctional right now for a wide variety of reasons. And, you know, basically you get the recipe for what it's going to be. And at the end of the game, you have your, you know, we had a wide open ball that 
Haynes could have hit to um, Haynes could have hit to Anais, maybe get the go ahead score. You got a missed field goal. Like you can't you can't do all of those things and expect to win. I don't care who you're playing. You can't do all those things and expect to win. Plain and simple. And so, you know, it's it sucks. It is what it is. And and I think that like, well, it 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 will be fascinating to see what that team looks like when they trot out onto the field Saturday. I got no no clue whatsoever. And maybe this is the reason that I've been dreading this damn season. Maybe deep down inside, I knew something strange like this was going to come up, and I just wanted to protect my emotions ahead of time. But like, you know what? Like what? What are you going to do, man? Like, here's the last thing I'll say about this. Like, and and I think about this game in relationship to Bama a lot too, right? In relationship to what y'all did against Bama because, you know, Jimbo gets a lot of shit for – Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. (laughs) Give me a second. Give me a second because we played that same number one team, you know, a year ago and we beat them. We're definitely comparing the scores from this year. So, so, yeah, we're for sure. But, like, so – everybody gives Jimbo shit about his offense being crap or him being a bad play call or whatever the case may be. Like, like the thing I think about is I went back through and I look at that box score of Bama last year when Jimbo was in his back, man. Like he was, he called a hell of a game. Zach Calzada is the third string quarterback at Auburn. Zach Calzada was 10 for 10 for 90 yards in the first quarter. Zach Calzada (laughs) In the first quarter, and like you, that's not that's not Zach, that's Jimbo scheming receivers right, open. Right. That's Jimbo that's doing that. That's virtual, right? And so, like, that's my biggest my biggest frustration with Jimbo has nothing to do with this offense, nothing to do with like I, I don't know if he's an elite play. I don't know any of that. I think his offense is fine. My biggest frustration with Jimbo is that he will circle games. And those are the games he either knows he has to win because he's intimidated by the opponent or because he talked a lot of shit or because there's some sort of pride online and he will scheme his ass off. That is where you see Jimbo Fisher, the elite offensive coordinator that, you know, like that is where you see how he got his reputation. Right. But then every other game he wants to trust the process. Like, trust the process. We're going to run the ball. We're going to stop the run. We're going to make our passes when we need to. We're going to trust our quarterback to do what they need to do within the context of the scheme, and that's what we're going to do. And so, like, that's the big frustrating thing for A&M, for me and for A&M fans in general. It's just, like, we've seen that offense be really good. We've seen that offense be really good for at least one or two games every year. And it's just like, why, why can't we, it's not about the team. Why can't we get that same amount of production out of Jimbo every game? I think that's the big frustrating part as far as the offense goes. But again, back to the point, Appalachian State just, they just flat out whipped our ass. Like, you it's, think, like it's weird to say it. They just beat our ass. You think that Jimbo didn't appreciate the threat? Because I said on last, week, last week's podcast, he was very, very, extremely complimentary of App State going in into the into the press conference. He, he, they got X many seniors, and they do this, this, and that well. So I think he at least appreciated the threat. I think he underestimated where his offense was at, or maybe overestimated oh, yeah. it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think he definitely. I, I think he appreciated the threat, but I think he appreciated the threat in the same way that he would appreciate the threat against, let's say. Uh, you know, or some shit like that. Mississippi State, State or Ole Miss or something year. like that. Yeah. You know, like one of these teams that he's like, you know what? They are a tough opponent. We've got more talent. If we run our system, we should be fine, right? As opposed to when he played Florida in 2020, when he or Florida in 2020, when he played Alabama last year, even LSU the year before, he's like, 
fuck me, these guys have better than we do, and we need to. I need to go do something. We need to find some sort of competitive edge in this game. Yeah. And so, like, and so that's the that's the big frustration with Jimbo. And, and, and I'll, do you mind if I hop into big brain shit right now? Can I go and do that? Come on, please okay. do. So, like, and here, like, bow, 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 big, bow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about to say waiting for Tej for that for that Twitter for Twitter stuff. Um, <laughs> here's my biggest and like one of the things that annoys the hell out of me is is things that don't make sense. When you say that you want there's certain things to be a certain way and then you don't make choices that align with that, like that bothers me. Like then own it. You know, if you like, if you make a bad grade and you didn't work hard, okay, well, do you want to make good grades and work hard? If you don't want to make, if you don't want to work hard, be okay with, just be okay with the choices that you make, right? My big frustration with Jimbo was after that game, he talked about how he maybe would have made a quarterback change had he had more plays, had he had more time. Again, we only ran like 38 plays in that dang game, right? Understandable. Here's my frustration about that. You're still snapping the ball with three seconds left on the clock. Like, my dude, like, create yeah. your own opportunities. You know, create right. create these things. Like, Jimbo has this thing that he says, you either live in the world of vision or you live in the world of circumstance. And he pushes that to the players to say, you know, that's why you need to try hard. You need to think about what you want to be and all this other stuff. It's like, dude you were just taking what happened to you. You weren't like exercising any level of control that you could, like you got to, however long the game clock is like snap the ball with 15 seconds left, snap the ball with like 10 seconds left, like sneak in a few extra right. plays. If you know, you're getting choked out, do something about it. And I, but at the same time, I don't know if that was one of those realizations that he had at the end of the game and, or, or maybe like in, in the press, but he said that in the post game press conference. And that's just kind of stuck with me. I'm like, like I don't, I don't understand how you can vocalize that frustration and be in control to have changed that. At least maybe get like four more plays in. You know, maybe we feel better if there's four. Maybe they're four shitty plays given the way the offense played. But either way, like you get four more plays and maybe things make a difference. But I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens this week. My thing with Jimbo, I, I'll say two quick things. One, I think this is by far the most pivotal game in this whole tenure at Texas A&M. For sure, because. Y'all haven't really had the culture issues. And again, I hate when people say y'all have culture issues because we don't know. We're not in a damn locker room. Like when people say that with Texas with Bo Davis, they're like, oh, it's a culture problem. Or it's just a coach pissed after a lost game. Like there's so many times we got pissed out just for like random shit. But like, I feel like there are really little things that are teetered. (laughs) Like you can see how the young kids are reacting and then some of the comments this week of like guys having bought in. And, like, it feels like it's on the brink of losing one more game yeah. can set this completely off the rails. Yeah. And I mean, so your five-star it, cornerback is going, like, Tokyo Drift and parking decks today. Man, we're driving 600 <laughs> in the parking deck, which was really impressive. I don't think I could do that on the video. Yeah, that was pretty – that was impressive. <laughs> I know. I was yeah, like, hey. what is he driving? Like, this is yeah. nice. Some, somebody on Twitter said that was, like, again, that was the – that was the best drive you've seen at a Texas AM in a long time. So that was exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got Evan Stewart liking stuff, <laughs> talking about yeah. Jimbo's offices like 2014. Hey, I mean, I mean honestly, I mean, I, they're frustrated. I get it, you know? Yeah, I mean, and the podcast doing? being what it is and the name that it is, we do just have to touch on y'all didn't have over 100 yards passing or no. rushing with those mm-hmm. weapons. Yeah. That is that so nasty. That is nasty. It's so nasty. Like, his and, few couple of drives. In 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 yeah, it's 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 mind-boggling to me. It's just like it's so frustrating because like 
you can get into the schematic part of it too. There's a lot of things missing from this offense right now. Like Jimbo was hardcore. He would do a great job about scheming his tight ends open just to get some easy completions and stuff like that. Like we didn't see any of that stuff, you know, like we're not, it's almost, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it it seems like almost like Jimbo and Haynes are a really, really terrible combination because they're both so (laughs) confident in each other. Yeah. That like, nothing really ever happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. The one thing I will say, and I don't know if this is positive. I don't know if this is negative. I really just don't care anymore. It's just such a frustrating weekend. Like I will say that it seems like for the past every year that Jimbo has been at Texas A&M, we've always been at this point where we're like, Oh shit, everything's going to go off the rails. Now this is crazy. You know, like last year we lost to Alabama. Last year, right before Alabama, we lose to Mississippi State, and Zach Calzada has a horrible game. We're like, oh, son of a bitch, everything's going. We just lost to Arkansas, then we lost to Mississippi State, and it's a game we should have won at Kyle Field. Like, everything goes straight to hell. Year before, we get, you know, had that horrible game against Vanderbilt, and then, you know, got beat by Alabama, what, 52 to something or other. We're like, oh, man, everything's going straight to hell now. It's all pretty terrible. Same thing happened, I think, in 2018. We dropped a game, I think, to Mississippi State. We got beat by Mississippi State out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, man, everything's going straight to hell now. And then somehow we find a way to turn it around and hit the floor slash ceiling of eight and four. And so, like, part of me's like, is this just what we do? Is like, it, it, it may be like that whole, like, the whole thing yeah, about absolutely. getting to that elite <laughs> program level has nothing to do with playing well. It just gets to the point where, like, how can we keep from taking five steps forward, five steps back before we take a step forward? Maybe that's the key thing to Have get us even being a respectable just, program, you know? This is Texas A&M, and this is what it's always going to be. This is what it's always going to be. Absolutely. I mean, that that's, you know. Straight, you don't deserve what your program is doing to you. It is time to take some official visits. <laughs> String is like the nicest person in the world, and I feel no, so bad for him every week. Like, here's the thing. All that stuff came out came out about like midnight yell and stuff like that. How stupid the yell that you know silliness the yell leaders are doing on Kyle Field and people like you get these young A and M fans that are like oh that's just embarrassing. I can't believe you know they're pissed off that like bar stools like talking about them and stuff. I'm like, who the fuck cares what anybody is saying about you, dude? I, I don't like. We are weird. We've always been weird. Like I don't like. This is not new information. You knew we were weird when you signed up for this shit. Like, suck it right. up, dude. Like, ignore that. It is that. really like, weird that yeah. every year y'all have the same thing go viral for the same thing, and everybody yeah. opens every single like, season. Ev- and like the yeah, thing I'm- is, is like the like somebody went back and found the tweets right before like midnight yell for for Alabama last year, and that's from Barstool's like you know going nuts. Oh, midnight yell's crazy. I mean, like, dude, like just. Just calm down. Like, like we got enough shit in our life to worry about. Like I'm just not stressed about some stupid midnight yell like trash talk. Hey, who the hell cares? Like get some confidence. Find your ball. Well, I, I really yeah. appreciate everything y'all did Saturday. Cause I tell you, I was down in the dumps and y'all lifted my spirit so much. I, I knew Bro. it was gonna be a much better day. Evan, oh, I appreciate man. your contrib- your contributions. Yeah. <laughs> a couple people lifted our spirits. Uh. Uh, Baylor's 9-11 was, was pretty amazing to, to my yeah. spirits late at night. <laughs> I my like, favorite thing about the Baylor game is me waking up randomly to peace and just texting and checking in on Evan. And Evan's uh, like, we got him in hell. And then I fall back asleep. And we did. Evan's like, it's bullshit. <laughs> it was some bullshit. It was so frustrating because, I mean, you guys can all relate to these kind of losses where it's like your team 
is definitely playing like shit. Like something's not right, but you, you like convince yourself that you'll just figure that out later. Like you're not going to worry about that for absolutely. a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, something's off, but we're, the game's still happening. And we like, you know, they, they had more chances to win than we did, but you know, with under a minute left, we still had a chance to win. And, uh, you know, going back and look at the stats, we ran it 50 times for two and a half yards per carry. That that fucking sucks, man. You know how annoying that was just to watch. <laughs> and y'all we well, like, and y'all gashed them last year, which I know yes. was that was a yes. big expectation was to run the ball wheel. But you know, I'll I'll take my I'll take my slander here. But uh I think it is worth saying that, that was like a very, very good atmosphere of a game, too. Um hey. playing at altitude early in the season. Yeah. We got it, we got our stinker out early. I don't I don't think I don't think losing this game is gonna be the thing that keeps us from the playoff. It'll be all the you other ones. Y'all are going to the playoffs, brother. But um, and, uh, I, I saw <laughs> some Kalani, issues out there. <laughs> Kalani Sitake, that dude can coach, man. He, he's a yeah, coach. No, their defense is – I mean, they have a respectable defense, but and it They're was very nasty. Old. I think Didn't y'all average 3.6 yards per pass and 3.6 per rush? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Pablo. Did we? I don't have that number in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I read that earlier today. It was. I think I read that earlier today. I think it's on uh, like Bill Connolly's breakdown that he had like like on his little spreadsheet or whatever. Yeah, it was ugly. It was a stinker. Um, Can I tell you my favorite thing? Like we talk about how Stringer. We had talked about this before. Like I used to talk shit to Stringer, then I realized he was a really nice person. So like I was like, (laughs) this isn't even cool anymore. Like I'm not talking shit to this nice man. But like it reminds me so much of like me and Teach because Evan has lied and told so much shit. <laughs> Listen to Between Two Bears yesterday while taking my daughter to soccer. Oh, practice. I was crying. That's the greatest the yard yesterday. Ever. Well, and it's it's such a it's a, such a blessing and a curse to me because I'm I'm not doing anything differently than I have for the last decade. This, this is how this works for me, and I just decided to start recording it and sending it out into the world this year. <laughs> and it sucks, man. I used to get like one retweet the next day and that would be it. And I could just go, I would get mad at that one person. And then I would go about my day. I'm in hell right now. And it's all of the people that are like my friends. So I can't get like real mad, but I can't get fake mad because then they win. So I'm stuck. I'm I'm just here. I'm sitting and it stinks. Welcome to hell, brother. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> That's the part about like that's the shitty part about being like a, a, a an online football fan. It has very little to do with like your team being happy that your team won. It's more about damn, I'm glad you're that I'm on not defense. Get shit on by everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's what you have to do. Like with that's what it right. comes down to. Like you're just terrified of what everybody else is going to mm. say to you about your program. Pablo, I can't confirm. About- it was it was three point six yards per play on both rushing and passing. That's not going yeah. into Big 12, I don't think. So what do you think, Pablo? Oh, man. So Baylor, I, I never really shit on Baylor. I don't have the same you you know, negative, you negative interest. Yeah, but like I don't have the same <laughs> like rooted negative interest like you all do. But like I absolutely have to slander them for this because I oh, had no. them in, on the money line because it was positive <laughs> money line, and I had them tied to a third leg of a parlay, and they fucked both of them. So nasty. Evan, yeah, so you were up so late, and you were up so I, I late was. watching that. Yeah, I also I bet up. on Baylor. So fuck Baylor. I, I, yeah, I also fuck Baylor. Baylor. I was very upset. This, this sounds like a y'all problem, and something that Baylor football <laughs> is fixable on our side. Um, eighty-three yards. I'm not, I'm it was nasty. They only rushed I'm for like convinced. nineteen. 
that Baylor won't still win the Big 12. I, I, I don't think we're going to play a team they're that still is gonna be better there. than BYU. Pablo, did you see Quinn? Did you watch Quinn, brother? I just want to make sure that you saw him. He, I mean, we got to keep in mind. We got to keep in mind. I mean, he, he might have a collarbone from, from Wish.com. No, no. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> has come back to bite us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, hey, hey. I, again, like, Quinn is a talented, talented kid. We're talking about a dude that has not played a full season of football. Not, like, full season since of football. Junior since junior prom. Since, since his sophomore year in high school. I don't need him to play he the fourth year. I just need him after these next two games to come back. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking about If he just plays against Baylor and plays against Oklahoma, he can really just chill and wait for the Big 12 championship at that Y'all aren't going to have the players to play against Baylor. You're going to be – you're going to have <laughs> 33 men on the roster. Really fine. They're going to they're gonna give was, him the good drugs to play against OU. Like, when was the last time y'all were playing over the year? Yeah. Can we go back to Drew Brees – at halftime, saying like, "Oh, just give him some pills. Let's go play." He it's had like, Texas bro, money what? line for sure. He definitely <laughs> had a really interest in that. You, you think that was like his experience with the Saints, or you think that like they were running that way at Purdue? No, that's oh, they the were Saints. doing that no, shit at the Saints. They Purdue. were doing that at the Saints the for Bounty sure. Gate I'm about to say, you, you think the engineering nerds were like, "Give him the drugs. We need to lose this game only by 40. <laughs> Can I no. tell y'all Alabama brought out the worst in me because after they hurt Queen, I was like, fuck it, let's hurt everybody. Let's play bounty game ball. I don't care. <laughs> all this all this fake fandom of everybody's like, oh, I wish you got didn't get hurt. I was like, fuck it. When you hurt everybody, we're gonna hurt everybody. <laughs> we're here now. <laughs> so oh, kind of surprised it didn't it didn't at least get like a little a little chippy at all after that. You would think someone would would do something. I think because That's the coaches true. respect each other so much that like the players just vibe off that. Like I think Nick Saban really loves the, him more than no, when, when we are who we should be, there's immediate fisticuffs following your quarterback <laughs> being hurt like that. And you ask exactly. No, that's true. No, that's true. And I mean you could tell with a couple of the hits, there were definitely some because it was like it was such a back and forth, like very high tension game. Cause like you know, Will Anderson had a couple of those, you know, where that one particularly where the guy went down on the ground, that frustration, he ain't made a play, hits him when he's clearly down. Like there, It got a little chippy there for a second, but then it got rained back in really quick. We're getting it back in blood next year. I'm, I'm not um, even worried about that. Can I tell you all this theory that I'm working on with Saban? Um, so you know how the whole big thing with him was like none of his assistants had ever beat him, and then last year it happened twice. I don't yeah. know how much of this y'all remember, but when they lost in the championship game last year, he was like smiling. He was like walking yeah. around like happy. So like it was a relief almost. Exactly. Yeah. So you know how um you know how like in WWE or WWF, the Undertaker would like put someone over who was like young and like he did it to John Cena a few times. You think Saban was doing that to Sark this weekend and he could have blown the doors off of y'all and he just chose to Kind That's of a theory that I standing. believe in, but I do not want to put out into the air. But yes, I do because I, I think, think I, interesting. I, I think he's what walking the out the wrong door, with y'all, and I think he, he's trying no, to get he really all wants of his to the top what of the What the hell are y'all talking about? Like outside of all his other teams, I'm sorry, we're, 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 just, story. we're shooting down your moral victory right now, and I feel yeah, bad. What the for fuck is he got y'all over? That's all it is. He got still winning the game. If he Quinn told is them to get oh, 27 penalties or whatever the fuck they got. That'd be an easy thing to do if he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very controllable aspect of a college football game. <laughs> I'm just saying he's on his way out the door. His players are getting better, younger, so they're leaving earlier, so they don't have old players, so they're getting their ass whooped in big games. There's something to this. I think he's like there's two an exit ramp. Yeah. 
There's two uh, things um, you have ultimate control over in a game, and it's committing as many penalties as you want, <laughs> running the clock, the play clock down as far as you want when you don't need to. <laughs> Timbo Fisher's well aware of the second one. So going well, into the rest of our recap, because I feel like there's so many games we need to touch on, but TJ, you about to say something. Go ahead. I, yeah, I was doing. I was transitioning us too. I, we we should we should talk about my guy Freeman. Being we had to start in Nebraska uh, at Notre Dame because this man that's is gone. Ugly. It's <laughs> nasty. It's nasty. This that's worse than gone. strings loss, like for sure. That's definitely oh, worse yeah, than Marshall. strings loss. I agree. I agree. I can't name. I can name Appalachian State players. Like Teach, where's Marshall? Where's Marshall located? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Marshall is in Tennessee. That's gonna be wrong. It's kind of close. Against Kentucky. All well, I remember is West, in that movie they made Virginia? about the plane West Virginia, crash. West, yeah. West Virginia. West Virginia. Because he was Country like talking Rose. to Bobby Bowden in the movie. Yep. Oh, that's right. All I remember from the movie was that the accents were bad, but they were like fake Southern accents. So that, that limited it for me. They were bad. I've never seen the full movie. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it. Why would I watch that? That sounds it's, awful. It's sad as shit, bro. Terrible. Yeah, it's not good. It is sad. Um, yeah, man, I'm telling you, my, I, I feel like I've been pretty consistent about Marcus Freeman. Like, he he lost me that game against Oklahoma State when they came back. Like, I'm just like, ah, I like this guy. I like you. I like, his, I like you. But he you is I like you, man. But, like, you can't do that, dude. You you can't. You can't. Somebody is pegging his shit right now. He doesn't know it, but yeah. it's, it's pegging. Yeah. I never I think by about the Catholic Church. They can get him out tomorrow. Yeah, but do they move? That they fast? move. They move people around all the time. All the time for misbehaving. All the time. <laughs> he's gonna end up on the south side of Jersey. He's gonna be the coach at Rutgers. They're gonna they're gonna pick him up at Rutgers, yep. and that's where he's gonna I coach. hire him as it is. He's he's gonna be a DB coach at Texas or something. I, I have a theory that he is too handsome to be a football coach. <laughs> when is the last time you've seen a really amazing football coach who happens to be? That handsome. He is too good looking to be a football coach. I've never really thought about this team, but let me let me, let me quickly think of you know who looks. That good might be Brian Harson's problem. <laughs> <laughs> he Trying might he think. might be tipping the pants on threshold a little too much. I think Riley is ugly. I mean, he just looks like a normal white guy though. He, yeah, he's just like he's. I mean, you see him at Walmart. You you see him in a store. Right, Walmart. Like, like yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Unless he had the visor on, I'm just like, yeah, that's a suburban dad. Marcus mm. Freeman has a better edge up than any player on his roster. It doesn't make any sense. That's because yeah. Notre Dame is different kind of kids. Honestly, Notre Dame. <laughs> you peaches stink. Blah. Have you ever You're played for a coach with a better edge up than points, you? Man. Ever? No, no, life, no. God, no. have you we ever played for a coach with a better edge up than you? Ever? Nah, they watch the film all the time. That's not a. It's a similar theory. It's a similar theory to like any coach that like can't quite wear a hat right. There's just there's just mm-hmm. something a little off with them. Like you can just yep. name those guys and like they can kind of hit some ceilings here and there, but like they're still just just not just not a good coach overall. I've never thought about this theory, but I have applied this to quarterbacks and I truly feel like you cannot have an ugly quarterback. I would not follow an ugly quarterback into a war or a game. But of course now that works. Have you seen that Wrangler wearing mullet man y'all got? <laughs> no, but he's still it's like it's just, he's ugly as hell. It's like not even a good fit. Like you just don't look at his swag, face long enough. It's, it's just different. Like, like you, if you saw Lawrence, him at Walmart, you would think he yeah, played at yeah. Marshall. Hey, hey see, Trevor Lawrence in person. That's the most gorgeous man humanly possible. So I'm, I'm looking at I, I googled handsome college handsome college football coaches, 
And I found this Please website. Please delete your one history country- after this. It's fine. It's just my <laughs> work computer. Nobody's going to notice anyway. But no, Tease's theory has some legs to it. Who's number no, it one? Who's, who's number Kingsbury? one? Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yep. <laughs> Kingsbury's number one. Two is Will Muschamp. I oh, don't know. I don't see it. Nah, I don't see three. it. Hey, three is Larry Fedora. That dude is built. He's, he's, he hey, he's fired. He stinks. He got fired. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was on the list. Tom Herman is on the list. Oh, no. They might be on the side. I never thought of Tom Herman as handsome, but that makes nah, perfect. That's because either. you were I just watching it to see it. I think he's a normal shit. white dad, too. Somebody's put Charlie Strong on the list, too. Like, maybe maybe there's something to it, man. Looks like Who a wrote dad. this? Who wrote this article? I, I want to I look them a, up. See why they think this way. Her name is Lauren Cowling. Oh, that's the uh, Texas. Oh, we thought, yeah, that's the yeah. See what we've resulted. See what we've resorted to in sport that just objectify <laughs> no, men in college football. Tease, I really is, like this, this is, is disgusting. This is, a, this, is this is an excellent theory. No, it's science, y'all. Damn it, it's science. So then the nobody's coaches. blessed with that much. If you're that handsome, you are also not the greatest football coach. Look at Nick Saban. I mean, no disrespect, but I mean, I mean, that's not I was about guy. to say, I mean, I, he's Nick old Saban, now. He's he old was a lady killer in his prime. He's a handsome yeah, he's guy. A handsome like, guy. He's a short he's a guy king. who's aged well. He no, like what's the Georgia coach? Now? He's those big old glasses. Kirby Smart. Like he's a Kirby Smart. Yeah, he ain't had it. He's had the same haircut since he was eight. The right balance. If you look like Bruce Pearl, you, you're going to be successful. That is the right balance. Bruce yeah, Pearl sleazy. looks like a college, sleazy, a college coach. A little bit handsome, a little bit of a tan. Like you, you exactly. could go out on the lake. You could I've be a car thought, salesman. I've always thought you want your head coaches to look kind of like the Goombas from Mario. They have to <laughs> jump on their head. That's like I think if your, coach, if your coach looks like that, you got, you're cooking with gas. That's my personal opinion. The Goombas from Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Our next big game that I feel like we just need to discuss, um, Nebraska again, <laughs> uh, which which I think remedied itself. <laughs> and can I put it out there that we were first, and I know there's that Walter K. guy in our mentions. So was telling did us you we scroll? need to give him credit. But <laughs> you scroll that guy was so sad. Walter, Walter K. was upset, but I told Walter K. We said it first, and I found a tweet, so he can get the F out of our mentions. There you go. I was going to suck it. but nebraska is a dumpster fire (laughs) it is such a shame that there aren't nebraska fans on the internet because i would love (laughs) to make fun of them they're escaping some like some elite s tier slander right now i'm not happy about Uh, it they're stuck in 1999 on aol right now trying to find (laughs) out who the next coach is gonna be do y'all do y'all think that that corn song goes crazy at the home games. I, I, honestly, can hey, I if they had a DJ, DJ worth the damn it would. Oh, like, y'all got to look cool up. Y'all got to work up the corn song. What y'all got to spend more time on TikTok, on man. Wait, let's no. enter it here. Let's, <laughs> let's have it play right here. Are you talking here. about the band? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about yellow vegetable corn. Yellow ass vegetable. Yeah, delete your history too. I'm going to Google this and put this song in this segment because yes. I've never heard of this. Well, it's dumb. It's song. dumb as hell. But it would be it would be kind of like their sandstorm. That's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like peanut butter and jelly time, but with corn. Yeah, it's a very annoying song. Like it could just they could play it before the kickoff and like be their sandstorm. That would be fire. Did y'all know that that so their their uh, their interim coach crosses out. So the interim coach is the first black coach. 
in Nebraska history, not just at football, at any sport. Extremely I will nasty. say, except except wrestling. I saw some follow up that like several years ago they hired a black wrestling coach. Who is it? DC? Like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> <laughs> random black man coaching wrestling? <laughs> I think it's also funny that somebody else was in our mentions and they were kind of like, what does that mean? And it's like, um, there's no black coaches there, so there's no black kids they want to go yes, to. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why do you, are you not making this connection? Somebody said it on ESPN, and I like to say again, Slender, you said it first. String talked about the disadvantage of Nebraska now and how they don't have these natural built-in geographical advantages, and there's an issue for Nebraska. So once again, this podcast is at the forefront of everything. We're not getting our damn credit. You you want to talk about no skill, guys? That I watched the first half of of this game. That that, like it was genuinely the case that Georgia Southern had better skill guys than Nebraska (laughs) across the board. Well, I mean, they're in Georgia. I mean, even your yeah. third and fifth no, rate true. guy from Georgia exactly. is better exactly. than your guy from Nebraska. So great job, Casey. You should have went to Oklahoma or stayed with us. You could have played against Alabama last week. This is where I can drop a nugget. There were three Sun Belt victories over P5 schools uh, uh, this week. And now through two weeks, we've got five P5 victories from the Sun Belt, all from the same division in the Sun Belt, which is crazy. And don't mess with the Sun Belt. Can I say something, and I feel like fans don't really think this, but, like, I feel like it's really hard to get upset at football. Like, everybody's like, oh, it happens all the time, but it really doesn't happen. Like, there's a ton of football games that happen more than I think people realize, and most of the times the favorites are going to win that game, not from a betting standpoint, but just a heads-up matchup. Like, you have to literally shit the bed to get upset by a team of those calibers. So – those like yep. pay to play games. Yeah, like talent is like even in basketball. I feel like people are like, oh, Cinderella's and yes, yeah, Cinderella's eventually to make these little random runs. But in football, it's totally different. Like you have five guys in a roster of basketball is like what eleven? I don't know, a few guys. But like you have eighty-five guys out there, and no matter what, these guys are way more talented. So it takes a f up of epic proportions to get to this point. And for Nebraska, this is. F up number three? Maybe you can't say three because Northwestern, we give that. But this is damn sure two. I also think that the the talent gap, like the talent gap is still there, obviously, between the P5 schools and the uh, the other conference schools. But it's definitely narrowing. And it's like it's not as pronounced as it used to be. That doesn't mean that uh, A&M shouldn't beat App State, for example. But like the (laughs) the, 20 years ago, no matter how good or bad A&M was, they were going to always stomp a mud hole in App State just because of what the kind of talent that App State was getting. But now App State is getting slightly better talent, so they're slightly more likely to compete. Yeah, but that's and like a technology get- type deal. Like when I was getting recruited, we had to like me and my dad literally had to buy DVD play and I was like mailing them shits off. Now every yeah. kid in the world has a huddle and you can literally click and find like a diamond in a rough easier than yeah. you could back in the day. What? And you got like you got basically. I mean, the the transfer system something benefits those programs as well because you got dudes who might not be playing at a local larger school go to App State and you know take over from there. And perhaps they would have been developed and maybe started their junior senior year at a larger institution, but they could just be on the field for four damn years at a place like App State or North Dakota State or something like that. You know, and and those programs are well coached and they do what they do. And the fascinating thing, like going back to App State, the crazy thing about App State is like, that's one of those kingmaker programs. Cause you look at Louisville, you look at Mizzou, 
They both got dudes who were head who were head coaches at App State at one point in time, and both those guys are sucking right now. But App State's still chugging right along. App State's just one of those kingmaker type of programs. Still yeah. sucks as like hell to lose to them the way that we did. So please don't think that I'm like patting myself on the back or making myself feel better because I feel like shit about that. They're 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 a solid program, man. All, all no, I mean, they've got a pedigree. Like stop they've got playing. a pedigree. Yeah, like I I want no parts of that. Texas, I want, I want mm-hmm. San Jose State in hell. That's what I want. There you go. <laughs> you beat the shit out of San Jose State. I'll struggle with San Jose State, but we're not going to play them in hell. Right how did how did TJ Finley look this week? So uh, he looked he looked bad <laughs> to start. Offense was very flat. But I will say this: this is me talking myself into some good momentum, springboarding into this. Yeah. He finished <laughs> after after the pick. He finished the game twelve for fifteen. So that counts for something. Um, I watched that game, and y'all were absolutely struggling. Like, hey. yeah, we were so then, flat. Like, at the end of the that. day, it was just like, all right, y'all have more talent. These guys themselves, they stay have given it all they have, and they're dead now. You um, want to talk we... about a slow start? Um, everybody's favorite Twitter team, Oklahoma, was leading Kent State <laughs> seven to three at the half. This week. That is nasty. Yeah, that is gonna go I mean, if you. Yeah, we had San Jose State ten to seven, so we scored more than Oklahoma did. So uh-huh. let's just let's just pass that. <laughs> That's on. right. That's right. I, I pray with everything that I have that they lose this week. I pray. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it's God, the, narr- the narrative's all there, right? Pe- I, I think it's teams very, get their coaches fired and upset hiring teams like all. the I time. I think it's very brilliant how Nebraska went ahead and did that. Now, I do think it's hilarious that they just. Decided because October 1st, his buyout, as we know, drops from 15 million to 7.5. So rather than saying, let's just ride this out for three more weeks and save seven and a half, they said, fuck that. And just in case he wins, we just know what our decision is. (laughs) was on their car. They didn't didn't want the lingering effect of like him beating Oklahoma and then still people still being split. They're just like, fuck it. We'll eat the seven and a half million. Get him on it. Get him out of here. There was some corn kingpin that was just like, enough is a damn enough. I will sell all this (laughs) corn and get him the hell out of here. He walks over to the silo and he's like, clear the silo. It's fine. Bag it all up. Did y'all see that Wisconsin, who lost the Wazoo this weekend, the guy that caught the game-winning touchdown pass was a Wisconsin transfer? Oh, really? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I like that. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, that's great. Have you guys seen? Well, one Iowa stinks. They got beat by Iowa State, and they look awesome. like shit again. But have you seen what they've been doing to Iowa on the internet this week? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they've been getting they've been getting like Iowa coaches, famous people, to tell oh yeah, Bob tell Brian to leave the the family business, and Brian, (laughs) the coach's son, he's the offensive coordinator. He's like, your dad loves you. It's it's time to forge a new path. And they got like an Iowa coach to say it right. They got like an Iowa basketball coach. Yes, they got the basketball coach to make Brian. Your coach loves you. Yes. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's incredible. Content. That's outstanding. Props to them work. for that level of trolling. That is elite that's level of trolling. Fantastic. Props to whoever did that. Cameo should be used more often. I feel like I needed to get in my cameo bag to do random jokes. I will also scored. I will also scored seven points again this week. They they did get it with a touchdown this time, but two weeks in a row they scored seven points. Uh, they lost one of the games and then they won the other. One. I've watched rewatched fifteen games this week. I am not watching that game. So I just want to put it out. No, no reason. Like I was talking about last week, if you want to just really be disgusted, 
just go read the drive summaries from this game. But <laughs> <laughs> like you will um, throw up. This is the epitome of like Big Ten drive summaries. It's so disgusting. Before we jump into week three previews, I want y'all to call your shot. Who is the replacement for Scott Frost? I'm going to go out and say Tom Herman. Uh, I was really? honestly, I was going to say Tom Herman too. I think it's going to be Campbell, and I I hate both hires, but. I think it's going to be Campbell. And when I say I hate it, I mean I hate it for Iowa State because that program stinks. And either one of those coaches is not going to put fear in my heart as a Texas fan, even though we're leaving the Big 12 anyway. That's Baylor's problem. <laughs> um, before we do leave week two, I think I'm surprised my Texas friends haven't mentioned this yet. You're no longer the most recent Big 12 loss to Kansas. You've, you've passed that you passed that crown yeah. along to hey, Neil Brown been up talking there. Talking about oh, yeah, and That's everybody Lance laughed. Leopold, man. You, brother. Lance Leopold, he can coach. Yeah, we he told can. y'all that Kansas was a different Kansas than everybody else played. And damn it, you see it. That is not and, the same Kansas. And they're gonna be they're gonna be Houston this weekend. They're gonna they have a winning. real chance to be Houston this week. So tell you put wait. some respect on Texas. I, I should have went to a bowl game. Uh I really, I really hope he doesn't go to Nebraska. I really hope he doesn't leave Kansas. Cause like, I mean. Like, you see all this shit about how, oh, Texas, USC, Alabama being good is good for college football. No, fuck that. Kansas being good is is good for college football. That's uh, we got fun. room for all of those. We, we don't that's need to discriminate. Fun, like that, that's fun and different. I am good with Kansas being good for college football. Uh, did you rewatch uh, Tennessee beating Pitt? I know you are the biggest Tennessee fan on this podcast. Okay, so at the end of the day, <laughs> half of the, the hosts on here lost. And Tennessee won. And at the end of the day, it's not about style points. It's about getting the job done. That's Tennessee true. is still him. Just watch. I have they, faith in it. Even more. They, watch that game. they look stinky. They look they, stinky. They didn't look great, Pitt. but they did beat Pitt at Pitt. And that's what you have yeah, to do. Yeah, and it's like when you're two weeks in and you, you've got – you know, it's hard with a lot of these games because, of you know, you don't have many common opponents and whatnot. But, like, that Pitt-West Virginia game seemed pretty electric at the time, right? And then, like, West Virginia comes out. And now they've lost to Kansas, so it's like, yep. oh, hold on, that's a different then, Kansas, Pablo. Right, that's Nothing what I'm saying. Though, so Kansas, like, though, brother. But how good is Kansas versus how bad is West Virginia versus Kansas how good him. does that Tennessee win actually look? Like we just don't know yet. But I still think Tennessee yeah. is good. Tennessee is fine. Trust me on that. So I agree. One last thing, and I should have said this way earlier, but Baylor fans wanted to be College Game Day. And did no, y'all see the news that Texas <laughs> and Alabama was the no, most streamed game ever in the history of life? So, again, just the power that we have. So, we I don't three. know if this is a – I don't know if that <laughs> – <means laughs> like, mean. like, Strange is shaking his I, head I'm, immediately. I'm really, really proud of y'all for this, and I, I sincerely <laughs> hope that a close loss to Alabama where your quarterback got injured doesn't usher in the same era of Texas football – that it had for the past it literally can't for the get past worse. 10 or 12 like, years. Teams don't say that. Teams, we can't teams get worse. Not say that. Teams, I, <laughs> it literally it can't get worse. Get worse. Tease, cut the promo. Tell us. Come on. We just lost the app. We just lost the app state. It can always get worse. So, it can always get worse. <laughs> we're going to lead into this with some games that doesn't involve our programs. So, big game is Oklahoma and Nebraska. Um, I don't see it being an upset, but I would love for that because you see Venables talk about we stayed an hour away from the hotel just because we wanted to be uncomfortable. I hate everything about his little stick. It is Charlie Strong yeah. 2.0, and it annoys me so damn I'm bad. tired of it, bro. Do I'm you think he'll hard. ever find the Soul Stone? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the fans just eat it up. Like, they love this stupid shit. 
Yeah, that's just like they ate up everything that Lincoln Riley said, and so he bounced, and all of a sudden he was public going to be number one. It's well, fake I love, texted, bro. I texted y'all about this earlier this week, but Oklahoma fans have this weird way where they can – they do it in, in such impressive fashion. They just find a way to separate themselves completely from the thing that they're embarrassed about currently. Like whatever, whatever is making them feel not so great, just they all agree isn't a part of Oklahoma and never was, and they didn't like it anyway, and they don't still think this- about it. <laughs> But they, they don't make space at about 9 a.m. this morning. Just want to put that I feel out. like that's healthy. I feel I need to learn from that. I feel like that's healthy. Like, I feel, I mean, I feel like I should be in position right now to be like, you know what? That app state is the opposite never of you. Happened. Yeah, was, we, we don't want you to be like that. Yeah. We don't want delusion. you to be like an Oklahoma fan. We, we enjoy the way delusion. you are. <laughs> no, they, I, I mean, Evan's right, though. They do have a very like, such an apt way with like a revisionist history to like then just just navigate something into like exactly what they want it to be and then just mm-hmm. completely warp their mind from what the past was to like shape that current in that time. Yeah, they, they, like they just do, lie they do to it themselves. A lot. Like they're, 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 they're in, in Newsmax, so they're well versed in it. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody want to go out on a limb and pick Nebraska? I do. No, I don't no, think Nebraska. Really? No, Look, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, to. I don't know if you guys remember the second of Baylor's two losses last year. Eerily similar to this playoff hopes. If we don't lose to TCU, we make the playoffs. TCU, last year. yeah. TCU, they get they got also, their whack ass coach out of town, and he went to a worse TCU, place. Baylor, weird weird shit happens there. Isn't Nebraska Oklahoma like a thing also? It, yeah, like thirty I mean, years. But they ago. haven't played in like thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, it's long. I'm saying back like in the yeah. big eight. I'm, I'm putting the bat signal up for this one. Just be on the lookout. Me and you could go right. play for Nebraska right now. What do y'all think of the line? Busy. Oklahoma's only favored by eleven and a half, which I think is a small number, but it's about where I would have put it because I don't think Oklahoma's that good. I just they think it's their first road game, so they're fatter than Indiana. This is their yeah. first Power Five game too. Yeah, I think. Too. I think there's something going on here. We put power five in quotes right there, though, because Nebraska is literally yeah. – Nebraska and Louisville might be the two worst teams, power five teams that I've seen in the country so far. Like, they both look off. Yeah. So, we our next game that we kind of want to highlight is Penn State-Auburn. Which yes, sir. Is, <laughs> yes, let's talk about sir. it. Let's talk about it. So, Pablo, what's your thoughts? I mean, this is your program, so we're going to defer to you. And, oh, uh, remember, brother. so well, hold on. So, before we get started – Last week, told Evan, don't cut a promo. Didn't my dumb ass cut a promo? We're 0 for 2 on promo, so let's go. Um, go ahead, Pablo. Take it away. All right. Um, last year, I went to the game up there. It was pretty cool. It was a tough loss. Um, they beat us. <laughs> and we we could have won that game, though. It was a very winnable game, on the road, hostile environment, similar to how what Oklahoma's about to do. You know, we played two, you know, not group – I mean, uh, not power five teams, then went on the road, had a decent team with some talent. That's just, that's just a tough thing to do in your third game of the year. So getting them at home I think will be a lot. Um, but – yeah, we're going to cut a promo, fellas. We're going to cut a promo. Oh, my Does God. 
So, you know, you got, you got these teams, you know, we're going to all time wins, you know, Penn state number seven in the world. Auburn is number 13 in the world. People forget that uh, national titles. Both of these programs have two each, eight of them unclaimed combined um, Heisman <laughs> winners, Auburn, Auburn has three. So that's respectable. You know, a lot of programs out here just claiming national titles all willy nilly. You know, we got, we got eight I've heard between us that. and Penn state unclaimed. So, I've heard that. so we've got a uh, Heisman winners. We have three Penn state has one. So, you know, it's Auburn, it's Penn state, a battle of the almost blue bloods. Some are saying maybe the most elite mid off of the season um, programs that have, inconsistency rivaled by the likes of Texas and ceilings that programs like A&M and Baylor can only dream of <laughs> a team, a team of hey, multiple like, you're mascots. Supposed to be, you're supposed to be cutting the promo to shit on Penn state. Not the this people. Is the greatest crew, promo. Oh, I, like this. Uh, I like where you're going. A promo this. is also uninterrupted string. You lost out <laughs> state. You shut up for a second. <laughs> so you get a team with a multiple, you know, multiple mascots, including a majestic Eagle circling its prey. And you've got a beautiful tiger and Aubies, the national, you know, the most national championships of any mascot in the world. Google that Penn State mascot looks like a lion that come out of a recovery and a hard life of a Baltimore crack house. Y'all look that up, that mascot up too. And Penn State does have a hell of a home environment. So up there last year, it was really cool. You know, the whole wide out primetime ABC game. No cool lights like Auburn has, though, and it's it's a little underwhelming with the game atmosphere because the music. And so, you know, it's it's a great environment, massive crowd, maybe not as loud as it feels like it should be. The whiteout's cool. All the 80s rock, you know, your heart could desire. But at Auburn, we're built different. It, it's electric. You know, we got LED lights, EDM, EDM beats like Tomorrowland, you know, rap songs, you know, inspire you to fight the closest patron opponent or on your team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So, you know, your heart might race, you might have a seizure, but you're going to feel something in Auburn. And it's it's a real home field advantage. It's magical. It's spiritual. Some call it luck. Some call it a curse, but we call it home. The jungle, Jordan Hare fucking stadium, war damn eagle. Turn up! Talk to him. Hey, that's, that's bars. It's 821, Auburn 14. So score, I'll go Auburn 23, Penn State 19. Ooh, that sounds about right. Man, this promo has to work. That was too good. That shit's going to work, bro. I think that's, that's why we lost. Well, our heart wasn't manifest. in it. Manifest. Our heart clearly wasn't in it. I, I don't see a string. Your thoughts? I, I, I'm trying to see who all – like, so Auburn – so Penn State's played Ohio. They won 46-10. to 10. They played Purdue, won 35-31. Auburn they look nasty play. against Purdue, though. They yeah, Purdue nasty. gave the game away. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it was I Purdue can, though. It went San Jose State. You know, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of spite, and I think that I, I think Harson's going to win this game just despite the boosters who have got their next coach on the tarmac right now. Like they, there yep. is a dude. I guarantee their boosters have some like I don't know some big name college football coach. Like just locked in a room right now, ready to unleash him on Arson. I think Arson's going to keep winning out of spite. So I'm, I'll, I'll go with Auburn. Go His with name Auburn is Scott here. Frost. That's who's that's who's on the play. There you go. Wait, there you go. Oh <laughs> just Gosh, do it. Just do a coach imagine? swap. Just send Harson to Nebraska and bring in Scott Frost to Auburn. <laughs> I you, should one say thing that you left my... out, Pablo. Though y'all never what? have covered up a scandal too. I think that's what you always need to kind of highlight. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. I didn't want to go go there entirely. I'll go there for you. Yeah, you can <laughs> go there program. for me. So it's a nasty program. They covered up a lot. Yeah. Only thing we covered up was paying players, and that's cool to do these days. So whatever. You were pioneers in NIL deals. Yeah, it was cool to do back got, then too. Swag y'all up. Exactly. I got I got Paterno's book somewhere on this show. Please oh don't God. read that book. Straight. Don't read it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it is, of the it is disgraced college football coach library that that, that <laughs> one of these days I'm going to read. I'm reading right now. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading Saban's autobi- Saban's leadership lessons shit, and I'm reading it. And it's like pissing me off because I'm just like, this is all very good, and you can understand why he's so successful. But at one point in time, you just want to be like. You want the book to turn and be like, and that's when he started eating kittens or something like that. Just like well, some sort of negative hey, thing in there. We, something we like don't that. know. I mean, we thought Joe Paul was clean for a long time. So a there's still hope. Time. Keep hope alive. There, there's, there's still time to get Nick Saban out of here reputationally after <laughs> Texas beats them in Tuscaloosa by 25. Then they're going to get all the stories, bro. <laughs> Just wait on it. So our next game. It's Miami and Texas A&M. And Shrink, if you want to cut a promo, you can <laughs> No, I'm not cutting no damn promo. Now you need a promo string. You need you need a bounce back game. Like I, I the therapist needs to cut a promo for how much they're gonna make off me off this game. Man, it would be perfectly Jimbo to win this game and to win it impressively. It would make so much sense. It is. It is in in it. It would make sense at this point. I. Man, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to expect. Like, I think I mentioned this last year before Bama after that uh, last year after that Mississippi State game. Like, Bama, I was like, I'm I'm done. Like, there's no possible way we're gonna lose this game by 90 points. What's funny is that Monday I was on campus for like a speaking thing, and a friend of mine works for the program, and I went down to go say hello. And I was like, hey, I got I got to be honest with you. Like, I didn't think that we were gonna win. They're like, yeah, we we thought the same. We thought we were gonna get our ass kicked. I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. It makes it. It would be totally Jimbo to win this game, but I, I can't, I can't, I cannot, after what I saw on the field last week, I can't bring myself to say that, but it, it, I know we've had this Drink. one circle for a minute, so we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll give you something to make you feel a little bit better, uh, considering the heels of what we to. just talked about. It will. So Auburn and A&M are very kindred spirits, similarly to, to Baylor in some ways, but in a different element with A&M. So last year, we, we should have lost to Georgia State, if you'll recall that game. It was tighter than this San Jose State game. Like, we won fourth yeah. and nine touchdown pass very end of the game. The very next week, we go down to LSU and win in Death Valley for the first time since 1999. Mm-hmm. I like go. this. So, it so, can happen. Yeah. That's a very Jimbo and, A&M thing to do, just like it would be a very Auburn thing to do. And, I, I mean, and I don't know – I have no idea how good Miami is. I don't think that they're that I good. I think none year. of us know. This yeah. will be the first time we see the test for for landing since he's so, been since he's been there, or crystal ball since he's yeah. been there. I, crazy you know, I, 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 it is going to be a mid off, and man, like I, I really just, I hope I'm in the mood to watch the damn fourth quarter because I'll tell you what, I was pacing outside my house during that App State game. Like, um, just, I, I just check your text messages. We keep you updated, brother. Just tell oh, some of those. How miserable that you feel about like, being an AM fan. College football fans. Saturdays, I have your shit muted, man. I'm not looking at these damn texts. Smart man. <laughs> I will go through and I'll be like, all right, there's 101 texts. Let's scroll through real quick. All right, I see what it is. No, I'm not we doing that on Saturdays. It was, it was very positive. They were Miami not positive. fans are just a snake bitten, brother. They're going to be just as scared about this game as you. Just keep that in mind as you're watching. They are just as stressed as you, bro. Miami yeah. has been in absolute hell. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and they're, I mean, they're I, coming to A&M. You know, they're coming up to yeah, A&M. They're, they're so coming they're A&M. Too. Have them. It, yeah, yeah, well, I was yeah, about to say, a, though. It's a, it's, it's a nice game. It's, you know, we'll see. For we should, sake, but who, should means, the fan should means base. nothing. The fan I'm base going, can bring a care package with you and just have them bring some of that pure white Colombian cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of midnight yell. Um, exactly. I'm going. I'm going Texas A&M with this game um, just because I think a lot of times teams play up and down to their competition, and Jimbo does that a lot where he will get up for a big game. He's Tom Herman a little bit to that extent. Um, so I do think y'all win that, but there are some nasty stats out there against y'all. And the offensive line looks awful. I mean, I, yep. I just don't buy. Well, the and, and we line. should get, you know, we should get some players back. Like our starting center is going to be back, which is great. We were missing a starting defensive tackle. We're missing a starting corner. None of that is an excuse for not beating App State, but those players are coming back. And so, yeah, you can only use that if you're playing Alabama. It, yeah, if they exactly. start killing. I don't. I can't. I can't. I don't think they're going to win with King, but I don't think that King's going to start. I don't think he's going to start. Y'all need the Max Johnson out there. I like. I mean, his His name means biggest dick. You got to start. Like, I mean, seriously. (laughs) Like, like, why would you not start him with that name? Like, it's like. (laughs) How can you not gain confidence from losing? And he's that played name? a lot too, so it's like he's got experience. Yeah. So you know, it's you've at least got that to fall back on. Um, yeah, but so, I do think Haynes probably starts. So some nasty bet God, numbers is Texas A&M is right now zero and two as a home team against the spread, zero and two as a favorite, and zero and two as a home favorite. Miami I thought we were twenty nine point favorites in game one. I thought we were twenty nine and a half or something like that, and then oh, we won yeah, by thirty one. Yeah, we covered game one. No, you no, didn't. didn't cover. But we didn't. Was it 30? I know for a fact. 31? Y'all are, I don't remember the number, but I know for a fact y'all are 0-2 against the spread. <laughs> I mean, I should, exactly. I shouldn't be challenging y'all in gambling. That, that's silly of me. I, that, that's ridiculous of me to do that. Miami is 3-1 as an away team, 3-1 as an underdog, and 2-0 as an away dog. Nasty stats. What does, uh, what's the line for this game? It opened at plus Six eight. It's right? down to five and a half right now. Miami plus five? Quickly, yeah, it's quickly <laughs> going down. Yeah, that went down quick. That's going to get to three. That's going to get to three. I wish I caught nah, it. It won't go that low. It's 34 right. and a half against Sam. Okay. All so, you got to do is drop the news that King is starting. The line will go back up. <laughs> <laughs> the other game I thought just really quick, I don't have much thoughts on it, but um, Notre Dame, California, yeah. If he loses this game, they're gonna have his his <laughs> yeah. color itself. He might not last the season. Yeah, he's Man, gone. If, oh, he's if gone. If he loses yeah. this game, he dirt like I I then I'm really am thinking that they might fire this man like right now. Because if you can't be Marshall, I don't know how good Cal is. I don't know. I haven't watched them. Uh, but if you can't be Marshall, I assume that Cal's at least gonna give you some problems. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna make that man a bishop at a post in Wyoming. Like <laughs> <laughs> that rehabilitation that center in Wyoming. Wyoming. We have LSU, Mississippi State. That should be an interesting one. I love that. That's going to be a good game. I think. I think that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. Mississippi State getting them out of here, bro. State quarterback, man. I love that Mississippi State. Yeah, Will Rogers. Will Rogers is the best quarterback in the conference. And man, their receivers are nasty. Did y'all see that that ducking Mm -hmm. kid? Like, man, that's a red zone nightmare. Um, He's he's going to kill us. I already know he's going to eat us up. South Carolina, Georgia, not a big game, but it's. No, Georgia you left is, out the biggest slander fest, bro. The biggest slander fest is BYU Oregon. That's, yeah, BYU oh Oregon. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was I, I was going to get down to that one. Oregon wins that game. No chance. They stink. If they, 
Evan I think we just see how bad Baylor is. You, yeah, you have ulterior motives. Yeah, you, so no. you BYU Oregon's winning. Out. Oregon's covering in regulation. I mean, BYU, not Oregon. BYU's covering <laughs> in regulation. <laughs> He's like lying to himself, the, trying to the truth <laughs> snuck out there a little bit. Last is, two uh, games, BYU got those guys back. I no. think so, yeah. What they good question. I, I think no, so. The number one guy isn't bad. They don't need the him. They'll win without him. They're good I mean, they won without him last time. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's okay. got to keep got to Benny uh, and Hill. <laughs> they do have like an NFL-level quarterback. I want us to keep that in mind. That dude You didn't say that on Between Two Bears. I just want to bring that I think up. funny coming from the person who's been making Taysom Hill jokes for a decade <laughs> when Taysom Hill is literally in the NFL literally right now. He's a tight end. He's a tight end. You hey, lost to a tight end. That's the funny part. He played tight end the last two games when Jameis was yeah, so quarterback. I've watched every Saints game. Nothing he did can be considered quarterbacking. Don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> last two games that would kind of bring to your radar. I feel like nobody's talking about this, but NC State, Texas Tech, that's an interesting matchup to me. An interesting game. Yeah. Texas Tech Texas is Texas coming off here. a big win. So NC think, State is fraudulent. I've been saying it since the beginning of yeah, the year. I, I, I will totally tell agree. It's a fraudulent program. You are losing Texas Tech is salty, man. They're good. They're a good program. They yeah. beat Houston. They beat Houston this weekend, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, tech, I think Tech wins. Joey McGuire can coach. That Donovan Smith kid looks good. He looked that quarterback. Was good. Hey, he, he, I'm, you know they got lucky that that other dude, Tyler Show, whatever his name was, got hurt because Donovan that, that kid was good last year. Yeah. I don't know why they yeah. didn't start him. Like this kid is good, and, and like Texas Tech it's is legit good. threat. He, he got Casey Thompson. He got Casey Thompson, bro. That's, that's what the verb is. You get Casey Thompson, you end the year well, you dominate the bowl game, then they bench you for some white kid. That's how it happens. The stinks yeah. and then can't make the throws to beat the number one team in the nation. Um, I lied and said we only had one more game. But there's didn't bars. show come from Oregon? He transferred from Oregon, right? Yeah, he transferred so. from Oregon, yeah. I think, yeah. For Bo Nix, Lord Jesus. Um, Florida State, <laughs> Louisville. I'm that's a Friday night game. game. I am because I'm on Huey DePay. Y'all, Huey's been in y'all's mentions, and y'all might not have seen it, but he's talking <sighs> to everybody, and I don't like it. Hey, somebody needs to Huey, Huey deserves it. Huey deserves it. No, he, he does. He deserves a Friday night upset for me to jump in his mentions. They are not <laughs> losing to Louisville. Louisville, no, Louisville's ass. Louisville's, Louisville's terrible. Yeah, Last terrible game. Because we just had to mention it because of everybody on here. Texas UTSA, which I am absolutely nervous. I'm not cutting a promo, but I am concerned. I'll just leave that. What's the, what's the line on this? It's like uh, 11, 11 and a half? 11, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's 11. That's, 11. That's also without any information about who the quarterback's going to be and stuff. They're so, missing four tackles. I'm not worried about it. Don't you tackles. start. Don't you do it. It sounds like you're wide enough. Is Bijan and Worthy playing? I mean, I'm not worried about Bijan. We have a thousand running backs. I'm more worried about who's taking snaps. So I got I got one more game we have to throw out there. What's that? ODU, who's already beat a P5 Virginia team, plays UVA this weekend. I Ooh. need them to get both these wins. I need them to do it again. Yeah, I would be sweet. I would like to see that. Hey, hold on a second. Um, T, where is Old Dominion? Oh fuck oh, me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like the best stick of this, this entire is, thing. Man. It is um, the best thing. I'm going to say it sounds like one of those schools in Washington D.C. What? It's close, Virginia. Damn it! Uh, 
Virginia. Oh, that makes sense why they're playing so many Virginia teams. Exactly. <laughs> well, Damn, I, I just put that together. Hey, the crowns are just there. think they have some type of vendetta against Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they said, fuck that whole state. We run it through that state. <laughs> We're going to schedule every one of these. <laughs> just take it over. <laughs> well, again, another great week. We're sorry that, you know, our teams could come through. Some teams, you know, shit the bed a little bit you know, worse than other teams who played the number one team in the nation and took them to the wire with a backup quarterback. But, you know, again, it's another great week in college football. We live and we learn and we hope that, you know, next week will not be the circumstances that we came back. Um, oh, rate, God. subscribe, like us, pray for string. I, hey, I, I tweeted about <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tweeted about yeah, that's to be that's I'm gonna Can I tell this <laughs> one last thing before we go? My favorite thing is back, and it is string tweeting early in the morning. I mean, early as <laughs> like four I'm in the, the morning, only, just like, totally I'm in his feelings. One on the east coast, so I'm waking up getting ready for churches like eight o'clock, and string is like <laughs> deep in the threads about key. So it is by far my favorite thing as I lost uh, string. I like what you do doing. You keep that up. Um, <laughs> process through my emotions, man. It's healthy, I think. But Welcome to hell, brother. Welcome, Welcome to hell. hell. Um, like us, rate, subscribe, share, interact with the Twitter account at your own risk. Um, and we're out. Also, Baylor's going to beat Texas State this weekend. <laughs> oh, Evan, you want to cut the promo? No, I'm good. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> Baylor University, Texas State, but.